This is the Practical Teaching Tips Podcast. I am your host, Richard James Rogers, high school science and chemistry teacher and author of the award-winning book, The Quick Guide to Classroom Management. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode on the Practical Teaching Tips podcast. I am your host, Richard James Rogers, and today I have a little treat for you because I'm actually recording this at a great studio uh, in Bangkok, Thailand, at DBS Studios. So hopefully the sound quality today will be much better than it has been in the past. And I also have a guest today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, so my name is Mile, and I'm a student from public government school in Chonburi. I'm studying in grade 6. Oh, sorry, grade 12. Matayom 6. Lovely, lovely. So we've got a real treat because um, Mild here is what I would classify as a gifted and talented student. Do you think that's fair, Mild? Oh, thank you for the compliment. I hope so. <laughs> well, I, I think so, judging by um, what I've learned about you preparing for this uh, episode today. And um, the reason I've, I've brought you on today, Mild, is because um, a lot of teachers um, find it challenging to cater for students who are as able and as um, talented as you are because most of our students we teach they tend to be average or below average and very few of the students we teach are at your level so today I just want to um, go through your experiences and really just ask you to share your tips for teachers and just really um, give some general advice. That sounds cool. All right. Lovely. I'm happy to hear that. So uh, the first question I've got for you or the first thing I'd like you to do is just really um, tell us about yourself, tell us about your experiences and just give us a general overview of who you are really. You mean my education or what I've been studying? Yeah, education, studying, everything, your hobbies, just just a general like um, overview of who Mild is. Um, so basically, I live and grow in Shonbri. I went to normal Thai school when I was young, around 6 to 12 years old. I studied in Shonbri in a government school, but when I was around um, 10 or 11 years old, I changed the program to junior English program because my dad wanted me to improve my English and he saw that it would be a great opportunity for me to improve my English. And after I graduated my primary school, so I went to my secondary in Chonbury as well. So it's quite a popular school in Chonbury and I almost graduated here. Um, I mean in my school another one year left brilliant so you're you're 17 right now yeah yes okay okay and when do you finish school when when does school end for you um i think it must be around february or march next year okay so february or march 2023 and and do you plan to go to university after that or yes i do i do plan to go to the university after of course Fantastic. And, and um, what do you think your future career will look like? What are you hoping to study at university? 
Um, well, my future career that I want to do the most is I want to start my business about beauty or cosmetics. But if I couldn't start at the start, I might work as a guide or something about travel, about languages. Oh, that's fantastic. I mean, um, I'm really interested in your last point because um, you mentioned languages there and you mentioned um, perhaps um, going into the tourism industry and you mentioned cosmetics as well. So you, you have a wide variety of interests. Now, one thing that's become clear to me, Mild, is that for a 17-year-old Thai student um, or a student in this country, generally speaking, you're English abilities are way beyond what we would normally see. Um, and I know that from um, 13 years of teaching internationally here in Thailand. And I really just want to ask you, what is it like on a daily basis being a talented, gifted student at school? I mean, what kind of challenges do you face? What, what's, what's a day in the life of mild like at school, would you say? My life in school, you mean? Yes, yes. Describe it for me. Well, my life at school is quite very usual and basic. So first, I need to mention my school first that uh, in my school, there were very, very normal teachers and major majority of teachers are incompetent. They cannot be able to teach even in both Thai language or in many subjects. So my day at this school and my life at this school that I am right now quite so usual, basic. Beside my knowledge is going backward. Mm, mm, no, that is unfortunate to hear. Yeah. And yeah, I think it would be useful for our listeners to know a little bit about the program you're on at school, because um, you you are on an international program, right? Like an English language stream program, and you have teachers from many different countries, don't you? Um, now I'm not in language program. Ah, okay. It's okay. just regular, and my major is French. Your major's French. Wow, I, I wish I could speak to you in French on this podcast. I'm sure you'd uh, beat me in any kind of French competition. I'm not yet fluent in French. <laughs> are, are you hoping to be one day? Not really, because I'm not. I'm not expect that I'll be fluent in French because I didn't use it much, mm. even my career that I plan to do. Mm. or the country that I want to go, it's not relevant to French language much. Mm -hmm. I see, okay. It's still, it's useful to know as many languages as you can, isn't it? Because um, I certainly wish I'd have learnt more languages at school because um, I think it would have opened more doors for me. Um, so, so, Mild, um, talking about your, your everyday school life, do you find, I mean, I know you mentioned already that many of your teachers are incompetent, was, your <laughs> was the language you use, which I think is just really interesting, and I want to explore that a bit more. But can you tell me a little bit about the kind of everyday challenges you have as a gifted and talented, um, high-achieving student? Um, what kind of things come up every day that, that you find difficult, would you say? What I find that it difficult, probably dealing with the incompetent teachers. <laughs> okay. I, I think I found it's very, very hard to dealing with them because they don't listen. And majority of them are messing with something that nonsense, for example, hairs, makeup, or this kind of thing about students. And about their teaching is very sucks. 
It's very, very <laughs> bad. They teach very boring. So as I mentioned before, it's just public government school, and it's just in small province, and the teacher is very local, and they haven't got much knowledge about that. So my day is quite going so-so. Nothing that too difficult. But the thing that I found that I want to do, or it's made me want to be better, is probably improving myself. Mm, I see. I see. And this is really interesting because a lot of um, educators would argue that if you have so many incompetent or um, inadequate teachers. That that would actually slow down a student's progression, and I know you mentioned before that you feel like you're going backwards sometimes. But what it sounds like now is you're saying that because some of your teachers have been so bad, you've had to compensate by working harder yourself and pushing yourself more. Is that a fair analysis? Would you say? No, it doesn't fair. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> okay, tell me why. Because we are we are. That's why we are school because we want to improve our knowledge and gain more knowledge because otherwise we are school. But when I am going to school, my knowledge is going backward and backward every single day. Mm. Or sometimes have to deal with some teacher that don't even wake up or don't know what they are doing. <laughs> wow! Wow! That sounds awful. It sounds awful. So I want to hear more. I'm sure the listeners want to hear more as well. Tell me about some of the worst teachers you have. Tell me about some of the worst lessons you have. Just describe it all to us in in your in your own way. Okay. So the first that I will give an example is when I was 11 years old, when I was in grade five in language programs. So my teacher is from America, and he's American. And this situation happened to my friend. It didn't happen to me. Uh, my friend, he is playing all the time at at the back of the class, and the teacher is so angry. He throw his book to the door and say something very rude to my friend. Mm. And the way he teaches very aggressive. When he's angry, he cannot calm down. Oh, that sounds really awful. Um, and with this. With this aggressive teacher you're describing, would you say that the students are very well behaved in this person's class, or or not? Um, well, some of them are behave in the front and at the back. There are few that are not behaving, mm. but I think it's not something that teachers should do or should throw the book to the door mm. harshly. It's something that could panic students. Because even though I didn't face that situation by myself, I felt very panicked in that time. Mm. Well, I, I agree with you. I mean, um, just just thinking about that, and and my listeners will probably agree. It it sounds like 1930s, 1940s UK teaching. You know, um, we've really moved on a lot since those days. So it's, um, I think it's quite eye opening to see that in some countries, that style of teaching is still happening. Um, do you feel that um, do you feel that teachers like this they they care about their students um, and that's why this teacher is being so aggressive or do you think there's something else behind it? Um, I think every teacher, as a teacher, always cares student, but I think there must be something behind the scene that probably they cannot control themselves or probably they don't know how to behave as a teacher because he's a new teacher. Mm. 
I see. So in, in, he was quite inexperienced. This person was he. Besides, probably it's also personality because many students complain that he liked to use violence and being aggressive in the class. Mm. Well, I agree that that's that's just not good. And um, I think when students feel fearful in class, it doesn't help learning at all. So I would agree with you that that's definitely not the approach to take. Um, can you think of any other examples of incompetent or inadequate teachers you've had? <laughs> I'll give you another example that I just faced this situation only one month ago. So my wow. English teacher, um, she's teaching a fundamental English, mm. and she she said a word wrong. For example, the word prior. She said prior like this, <laughs> and she pronounced many words wrong. For example, another word categorically. She pronounced categorically like this. Mm. It's too obvious at the end, and we don't pronounce like that. I see. I see. And and how? Because you're obviously extremely good at English. How did the other students in the class respond to this? These mistakes. Oh, it was very funny. Everybody <laughs> obeyed the teacher and say prior. <laughs> it was so funny, and I cannot stand that the teacher. You know, she lead the knowledge of the student. They are giving the bad or the wrong pronunciation to the student, and the student they follow. Mm, I see. They follow without any precaution or anything, and they listen and they say pre or. Like this. <laughs> wow! So uh, it just goes to show that um, you can have an inadequate teacher, and you've got these compliant students. But for a gifted and talented student like you, you're sat there thinking this is totally wrong, and you're losing respect for the teacher. And um, in a way, though. I mean, you've mentioned the word prior, and you've mentioned categorically today. By that teacher getting those words incorrect, that's forced you to memorize those words, hasn't it? Because you can think of that example. Um, well, the word prior, I've been learned before many years ago mm. since I was in grade five, so I know it before how to pronounce the word prior. Mm. Mm, I it's see. the word that I ve feel very familiar with it. Mm, okay, yeah, it's very interesting. This so subject knowledge is definitely a thing that teachers should um, be competent in and have um, a good foundation in if they want to cater for. Gifted and talented students. Yes, probably she doesn't know what is she talking about. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, it sounds like there's some issues there to address for sure. Um, any other examples? We want to hear them all because this is really interesting. So, any other incompetent, inadequate teachers or things that have, have made you move backwards that you would, um, you would say? Well, another teacher is she's from American. America as well, and I'm studying with her right now at this semester. So the way she teaches is very, very boring, and the way she talks in the class is very fast. And many students complain that she talks too fast, she speaks too fast, and cannot be able to understand. It's not clearly. Besides, a part of all, so she also teach very boring way. For example. When she do the presentation, she just say something randomly, which the student doesn't understand. There is no intro or there is no lesson can be able to understand in this lesson because many students also told me about that from the class. They gain nothing apart from entertainment. <laughs> That's a good point you make. So it sounds like this teacher, there's there's little structure, 
and um, it's just an entertaining lesson, as you said. And and this teacher speaks too fast as well, yeah. Yeah, too fast and not clearly. Every time I study with her, when she brings up the game, she just brings Kahoot, <laughs> like okay. the kindergarten games, and it doesn't challenge at all. And she gives the, the reason that, because you know a lot, it's not going to challenge you anything. Mm, of course, I see your point. Now, this is interesting because one of my most popular blog posts is actually about these live quiz apps like Kahoot that teachers can use. Do any of your teachers use anything different to Kahoot, like Blockit or Quizzes or Quizlet or something like that? Oh, no, they use Kahoot. Only Kahoot. Oh, unfortunately, <laughs> majority of them, when they are in meeting, they are talking and, and you know, incompetent and incompetent are talking. So the result is Kahoot, Kahoot, Kahoot. <laughs> okay, so too much of the same thing can, can be really boring, right? Yeah, it's very boring. I asked them, so... Why you bring Kahoot? Oh, because teacher bring it, so I bring it. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. <laughs> so they're just following their friends, their teacher friends, and doing what they do. Yeah, of course, and they're also giving um, reason that so the teacher no need to bring any object or any equipment, so it's easy for teacher and student. Mm. But you gain nothing from this lesson or mm. this game. Mm, I understand because it, it it sounds like it's um, it's knowledge that you've covered before, and the teacher is using the same techniques all the time. So not only is the subject knowledge nothing new, but the techniques are nothing new as well. Is that correct? Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. And um, you must have had some teachers in your time who um, have helped you as well, and have. I'm guessing you must have had at least one or two good teachers. Um, could you describe those teachers to me, if if you have indeed had any good teachers? Um, well, I have one. He helped me to raise my standard about English a lot by speaking to him, and he teach me a lot of things. He he teach me how to considerate many things, how to know which is true, which is fake, which is true in education, and which is not about education which is the real one, in the correct way to study. It's helped me a lot to consider which is true or fake. Fantastic. Well, he's, he's definitely had um, a very profound impact on you. Yes, of course. <laughs> because here you are sat here having a very complex conversation with me on this podcast episode. I'm British, you're Thai, you're only 17. And your language capabilities in English really are quite advanced. So this teacher, and, and obviously your hard work has made that happen. Yes, yes, true. I, I really hard work to come to this point for so far. I study so hard about English. It's paid off. It's really paid off. And uh, what kind of, I mean, talking about that, because that, that is also very interesting, because you are very motivated to work that hard to get to get so good at English and just to clarify for our audience your your parents don't speak English nobody in your family speaks English right no not none of them my cousin my family none of them can speak English so only me so your your language capabilities in English are entirely the result of your hard work and also the teaching you've received yes so what what do you think has what has motivated you? Because to get to this point at your age, you really 
have to have pushed yourself and I guess what I'm asking is, um, why did you push yourself and, and what motivated you? It's really simple because I have passion in, in English. Every time I write or speak or every time I see the letter in English, I felt very motivated. It's very tasteful and it's made me want to learn all the time. I always been curious with English all the time. When I see the letter in English, it can never stop me learning. Oh, fantastic. So it's, it's interest that's driven you and passion. Yes, a lot, really a lot. And also I think about the future as well, that I want to go abroad, I want to go overseas, I want to meet new people. I want to have a good image, like speak English fluently in front of everybody. I have that picture in my head all the time when I was young, before when I was fluent, and that picture turned into reality. Well, it certainly has. I mean, uh, you know, your, your uh, image of being able to speak English fluently to everyone, I mean, that, that has happened, hasn't it? You're at that stage now. So that's fantastic. And um, I, I think um, this whole idea of students pushing themselves and having good teachers is a very interesting dynamic. Um, I mean, talking specifically about that teacher who helped you, what specific techniques or strategies did that teacher use to help you with English? Well, it was very something very normal. He didn't use any special technique. He just do something in his own way, something very normal, some something you know you can feel familiar with it. He didn't use those kind of special technique. But when he give a task, he give a task that challenge me. It's not something difficult and it's not something easy, but it's always interesting. Mm, I see, I see. So basically, he gave you something that wasn't so easy that you could just do it easily and it was boring. But he also didn't give you something that was way too challenging that you couldn't cope with. I mean, I, I know it's difficult to kind of think back, but... Can you think of anything specifically that he, he gave you or like a worksheet or a, a slideshow or something? Or? Um, well, he don't give a worksheet. He give, um, uh, as, I can, as so far as I remember, there is one masterpiece that I just done. It's the fashion okay. show. Oh. And after the fashion show, you must present present that um, what the makeup artists do, what you do, and what the model is, what the theme is, you need to present. Mm, I see. You need, yeah, you need to speak. And you had to speak in English, right? Yes, of course. And apart from this, he also give a little tax is to do fairy tale story. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Sounds yeah, good. That's really good. Which, which story did you choose? Um, I, should, I just make it up by myself. Oh, okay. Do you remember it? Um, well, I cannot. <laughs> it's so long. <laughs> and how old were you when, when this happened? Um, it was when I was 16 years old. All I can remember what story I made. I just came up with it in my, in oh, my mind. Oh, go ahead. Um, it's about three mean girls inspired from Mean Girls, so um, the girls having problems and issues together. I see. And, and what happened at the end? What, what was the conclusion of the fairy the tale? The conclusion is good ending. They are happy together. Fantastic. Fantastic. So, so this is, again, very interesting because one of the 
techniques that I advocate with my listeners and the people who follow my blog is that they should use project work and group work and um, creative activities with students where they have to come up with some kind of output that requires problem solving and that requires collaboration and deep learning um, as opposed to surface learning. And it, it, this sounds like that's what you're describing. Yes, I agree. Fantastic. And here's another question. Um, a lot of a lot of gifted and talented students in my experience, they tend to be quite introverted. They tend to keep themselves to themselves. How about yourself? I mean, are, are you more of a group work person? Do you like working in groups or do you prefer working alone? Um, well, I love both. It depends on the work, but I, I love both. Sometimes it's nice to do alone, but sometimes in group it's better, so you can collaborate with people and talk to them. Mm. So it raises your standard and your skills more when you work in group. That's fantastic, Mild. I think you have a very optimistic um, attitude towards your learning, and and you obviously have a a very mature um, dedication to your studies, um, and you have goals, of course, don't you? I mean, I mean, I think that's important because. You have long-term life goals for yourself, and you and you know what you're aiming for. I mean, do you think that you've kind of touched on it already? But do you think that um, the the talented students in your school that you know, do you think that they have goals that they're working towards, or or maybe not so much? Um, well, majority of them don't have goals. They just study because of your, their parents or mm. because of the education system. This is what they told me. They didn't love study at all, or sometimes they get boring, get exhausted because of doing the same things all the time. I see, I see. So in in a way, you're kind of the exception because you have a life path that you're working towards, and that has really motivated you. Yes. Fantastic, fantastic. Now, one thing mild that I I spoke to you about a few weeks ago, you might remember, was that um, something that kind of came up. Because you're so good at English, and because just by talking with you, you seem to be much more mature than the average person of your age. Just generally speaking, do you find it difficult to socialize with other students at school? Is is that a problem for you, or or is it not a problem? What would you say? It's such an huge problems for me. Mm. I am always isolated most of the time, even though I had. Only two friends, and they are not close to my heart at all. The intimacy between us, okay, we we are at school, we are studying, but we are not that intimate in really deeply. I felt isolated. It's such a huge problem for me mm. to be socializing other students as well. And and why do you? Th- Why do you think that happens? Is it because you're just on a totally different brainwave to they to to those students, or, or what what what's the issue? Do you think? Well, the issue is when I talk to them, one one girl in my group, we cannot have the same opinion. We just go go argument all the time because <laughs> we have different opinion, different mm. thoughts, different backgrounds, and we cannot make an agreement. Mm. Or sometimes I talk to other students and go argument all the time. I see. And and do you think that um, do you think this is something that other gifted and talented students have to deal with as well? Or 
No, I, I think <laughs> no. They, they don't face these kind of problems as I ask, but few of them they have this kind of problems, but different reason. Mm. It's not because they are mature or feel isolated. Dif- what do you mean by different reasons? Do you think? I mean, I know you're only speculating, but what what do you think they could be? You mean why they are isolated? Yes, yes. Why why they're isolated? Why they might find it difficult to socialize with others? What what are your thoughts on that? Um, probably weird personality and <laughs> weird the way of thinking that haven't improved or fully grown. Mm, mm, I see. And do you feel that there's anything at all that the school could do to help you with this or help those students with that? Is there is there anything the teachers could do to help? I think student. I mean, I think teachers should do. Mm. Is the harmony between student and students is such a hard problem? And if I got help from teacher, it will be really, really great help. I wish. This is this is actually very enlightening to know about because I think a lot of teachers really don't understand the social dynamics that happen between students, particularly gifted and talented students, and how the the interface between very intelligent students and average students can be quite a difficult interface to make happen, and there's a lot of friction. Yes, that's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. For example, I'll give you one example that I've talked to my friend. Um, I've been asking only one question to her. I said, um, do you think if I buy iPad, do you think iPad will suit everybody? Mm. And she just replied, I think iPad is suit for everybody. I said, why? Because iPad is an ele- electronic devices, so electronic devices suit everyone. But how about the person who didn't know how to use or didn't use it often? How will you use the iPad effectively and productive to use <laughs> iPad? And she said, don't talk about this. We're not going to agree. Mm, I see. So already there was some friction because, <laughs> because this, this person wasn't thinking as deeply as you were. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> That's really interesting. So perhaps what teachers could learn from this is that um, by setting up, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, okay, because I'm only speculating myself, but perhaps what teachers could do is set up more social activities, more clubs, more collaboration, more interaction between different students to get them thinking on the same wavelength or, or to at least get the discussion flowing what do you think? I'm yes, I, I agree. I totally agree with you. Mm. Okay. Very interesting. And um, if I were to ask you um, what your advice would be for teachers, and just any advice you have for teachers who have very able and talented students in their classrooms, what tips would you give to those teachers to, to help those gifted and talented students? Um, for all teachers out there, I would say that don't stop improving yourself and always raising your standard. Don't stop learning and always update and keep up to the world all the time because you are the head of the nation. You lead the student, you lead no knowledge, and you must giving the knowledge to students. You improve people, you work with people is something very sensitive, so you must keep up to the world all the time. So don't forget to take care of yourself very, very well. Fantastic. I, I like that. It's very inspirational.
I'm going to keep improving myself now as a, as a result of your advice, Mild. Um, absolutely. And um, what advice would you give? This is, this is the other side of the coin now. What advice would you give to students who are very able and talented like yourself, but are struggling at school because of social interactions or because of incompetent teachers, as you described them? What advice would you give to students? I think stay strong and study hard. One day it will pay off for you. I think that's great advice. I think that's really good advice. Um, I can certainly remember myself when I was in school. I, I was also a very gifted and talented student. And um, I, I had to push myself. And I think having a goal for me really helped me. Do you think that... Um, and this is probably the final thing we'll cover um, because I think you've you've described everything beautifully for our audience. I think you've given them a lot of tips. Um, but something that's kind of come up in my thoughts, do you think that um, careers guidance and careers education should be better in schools? And, and do you think that would help gifted and talented students? I'm totally absolutely agree with Mr. Richard. <laughs> it should be a lot better and improve all the time, especially education. It's something that leads the nation. You will build people. You, you build students. Um, and what's the careers education been like in your school for you? Has it been good, bad? What do you think? What, what do you mean, good or bad? <laughs> Have you had... Um, I guess it's kind of a weird concept because... In, in Western schools, for example, in the UK, where I come from, we have careers guidance counsellors. And what they do is they work with students to figure out their career path, their life path. Do you have the same thing in your school? Or? Oh, you mean consultancy? Yeah, like oh. a careers consultant like um, that. They don't have career consultancy. They just have incompetent teachers giving <laughs> <an> advice. <laughs> okay, so perhaps this is something that, that could be improved, yeah? Well, they, I used to ask them, few of them, about my university. They try to give advice as much as they can. So some of them are useful for me. Mm. That's good to know. At least they've tried to. Yeah, at least they try. Mm. Mm, that's good. That's good. And I think the the message that you've conveyed there is that um, if teachers were to learn about um, career opportunities in their countries and the different universities that are available, or at least have some kind of referral service to a careers guidance counsellor, that will help all students, but especially gifted and talented students, to come up with goals for their future that they can really work towards, they can push themselves. Yes. Fantastic. That's that's a great answer. And, and what's next for you, Mild? What's, tell me about the next year ahead for you and your future. What, what's coming up for you? So the next year that I will plan about the university, I probably go to the university in Thailand, the top five one. So that that is my plan. But if I couldn't get in there, probably the second. Um, well, so my major that I would like or would like to study or interest in, probably it will be the language, languages. Mm. I think that's a great choice because um, you're obviously very good at languages. I have also mentioned fashion to you before. What, what are your thoughts about studying fashion at uh, university? Well, if, if they got fashion major, I would. Fantastic. I would decide it. I would consider it. 
have to see more what they study, what they do. But why do you think I should study fashion? <laughs> well, for those who don't know, listening, uh, Mild is a very, very um, fashionable person. Um, she dresses really nicely, and um, just just looking at the way she carries herself, she's clearly um, way more sophisticated in her fashion sense than the the average seventeen year old. Would you say I've described you correctly? Correct. <laughs> Correct. That's good to know. That's good to know. So my my advice is, if you really like fashion, um, it's something you could go into because you're good at it and languages for sure, um, because you have such good competency in that. Any any final thoughts before we uh, finish today's episode? Um, nothing more apart from saying to those gifted or talented students. So. Stay strong and keep studying hard. Set your goal and go for it. Chasing your dream, what you want to do, what you want to be, you can do whatever you want. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Mild. It's been a real pleasure to have you on today's episode. Um, you've provided some really great advice that I I certainly couldn't advise. From my perspective as a teacher, um, and for those who are listening, if you want to contact me, you can contact me at info at richardjamesrogers.com. Once again, that's info at richardjamesrogers.com. And why not check out my website for teachers, which of course is richardjamesrogers.com. And you can follow my social media by clicking in the links in the episode description. So thank you, everybody. Um, bye bye for now. Until next time. Mild, do you want to say bye bye? Bye. <laughs> okay. Goodbye. Bye bye, everyone. Until next time. See Thank you. you. <laughs>